This is Central Texas Living with Ann Harder. Hello, everybody. I'm Ann Harder. Welcome to Central Texas Living, the podcast. Today, we welcome Waco philanthropist Betsy Robinson, whose no-kill animal shelter, Fuzzy Friends Rescue, has set the standard for saving our little four-legged friends. It's great to have you on the podcast. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm thrilled to be here. <laughs> well, this is what we've known each other a long time. Yes, we have. Haven't, haven't we? Uh, probably the most uh, contact we had was uh, back when uh, KXXV was the media sponsor for the Barkin, Barkin Ball. Barkin Ball. Barkin yes. Ball. Well, I think the first one, maybe. I mean, for several of them, 10 Absolutely. of them. Absolutely. That's right. So it was just a delight for us to, to uh, get to be involved to that extent. Uh, but I want to go back even further than that. I want to go back to 1990. Because you say on the on the website you had something of an epiphany when it came to shelter animals. Let's just tell that story. Oh, Ann, I've loved animals my entire life. Yeah. But I never had a passion to save them until truly God grabbed my heart in 1990. I had three poodles, and Dr. Ray Emerson was my vet, and my groomer was over there. So I started popping in all the time and would just stop in to visit if I was going down Lake Air Drive. And one day I walked back to the grooming room and my groomer was grooming a little silver poodle and she was just adorable. I love all dogs, but poodles are my yeah, number one favorite. Yeah, you have a real passion for, for little poodles. <laughs> Absolutely. I anyway, I said, oh, she's adorable. And he said, she's from the, from the pound. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, from the pound? And I was so clueless. I had no idea. I was just so naive, not realizing that a little, how could a poodle be at the shelter at the pound? Anyway, I found her a home the very next day, and she wound up living in Palm Springs. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yes, yes. (laughs) Anyway, three weeks went by, and I was back over there at the vet clinic to say hi to everyone. And I went back to the grooming room. And on the table was an old English sheepdog. Mm-hmm. But when I was at Baylor, we had a sheepdog. My parents did. And, of course, I said, I love sheepdogs. And three words, David said three words to me that truly changed my life forever. Another shelter child. Hmm. Another shelter child. Oh, my goodness. This dog is at the city pound. How could these two lovely dogs... And I could not quit thinking about these two dogs through really no fault of their own had wound up literally on death row because 31 years ago, there were no rescues in Waco. And the the term rescue, even the philosophy of a rescue, no-kill shelter uh, was just coming on to the scene. And uh, God had planted that seed in my heart and in my brain And I could not quit thinking about these two animals. And I decided I'm going to go down to the Waco Humane Society and volunteer. I want to make a difference in the lives of animals. And that's how it all got started. I can tell you more if you want me to keep talking. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Well, you know, I, I, I think that what I, what I love the most about this podcast is, is because uh, I get to talk to people who have made a difference and, and maybe it was, Later in life, it was it was like it was like they saw a need, they saw a problem, and said, and, and really, as you say in this case, you know, the Lord really you know got a hold of you, and 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 made that a passion for you, mm-hmm. and now 
we look 31 years later and and this amazing rescue that you have the 10,000 animals I think I saw have been this, have been replaced in people's homes. Oh, absolutely. And you know, for me and it's enough just to save an animal. That's enough for me. Right, just that one. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but God saw the bigger picture. Yeah. And I can honestly tell you that more people's lives are touched and blessed through our work than animal lives. Yeah. No, and let's I talk about that. Let's talk about that. Oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, we get feedback all the time through people coming out and visiting now that we're open again, mm-hmm. um, visiting with their pets. We get a lot of emails. Um, oh, they come back for a visit? Oh, my. They? Yes, they come back for <laughs> visits. We get emails and pictures. We get Christmas cards with Little year-end gift is always nice, but we love to hear from our past adopters and talking about, they always say, you know, I, I wanted to make a difference in the life of an animal. I didn't realize the difference, the life that animal was going to make in my life. And we've had families come out with their children to adopt that first puppy or first kitten. And there's just nothing like it. It's just so exciting. We've had dogs uh, adopted that went on some, uh, one was trained to be a seizure detection dog. We've had dogs adopted to be companions for autistic children. Mm. One uh, went to Austin to be a grief therapy dog at a funeral home. Oh, my goodness. Yes, and the largest drug bust up until probably 12 years ago on the Texas-Mexico border was would happen because of a dog adopted from Fuzzy French Rescue <laughs> was trained by the some drug detection people. Oh, my and, goodness. Yes, and I think his name was Thor, and he <laughs> made the biggest drug bust in the Texas-Mexico history. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and PTS dogs, and um, I've been to Hillcrest Hospital in Providence. Mm-hmm. I was at Hillcrest a few years ago in the surgery waiting room, and two ladies came walking through with therapy dogs. They had four dogs. Of the four, two had been adopted from Fuzzy Friends Rescue. Oh, that's just got to make you, your heart burst. I mean, honestly. It was so exciting and so rewarding. Just truly, it's a blessing to see what we're doing in the community to help so many people. Well, not only that, it it is a nonprofit. Yes. And and yet, this was from nothing 31 years ago to now, how many people do you employ? I mean, it's a business. Oh, my goodness. From that standpoint. It is a business. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we have about 14, well, probably. 12 full-time and a couple of part-time employees. Yes, the organization has grown tremendously. We have some great volunteers, and that's always a blessing to have volunteers who come out there. But when you have living, breathing animals, you cannot just have a volunteer staff. Right. Because... You know, if a volunteer wants to take off for the day. No, yeah, they've got to be cared for. they got to be cared for. Mm-hmm. But, yes, I mean, people are supporting themselves and their families because of Fuzzy Friends Rescue. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my goodness, Desi. <laughs> well, so it, so it has become such a, such a big thing, and yet I know you constantly have to be raising funds. Oh, definitely. So, uh, but you've had some really fun events that I've been privileged to be a part of. Your your pooch parade that was so much fun, um, and I think you know you got something you know all the time. Well, we really have to. But let me just tell you, I had an epiphany about a year ago because I would tell people we're the largest no kill within a hundred mile radius. Right. But then it dawned on me. Wait a minute, Betsy. We're one of the largest no kills in Texas, and here's why. Most no-kill rescues are foster-based. 
There are people who love cockers or love chihuahuas or love boxers or poodles or whatever, and they have a network of foster homes. There are very few facilities like Fuzzy Friends Rescue in really in the state of Texas and probably all over the country as big as we are. We have a 10,000 square foot building on eight and a half acres. So we have a lot of room to grow, and that's where those events come in. <laughs> uh, as we have grown, because we, we take a lot of animals from our city of Waco shelter. So they don't get euthanized. That's exactly right. right. You Just know, to we, save them. Fuzzy Friends Rescue has been a key player in helping the city of Waco go no kill mm-hmm. nine years ago. And it has been so exciting and rewarding. And um, they had a rescue coordinator for many years, eight years, Lana Crow, and she had me on speed dial, honey. Let me tell you. And I'll if bet. I if I tried to ignore her, she'd send a video. But we would take. Um, gosh, one one morning I got a call from her, and they had a little twelve week old Yorkie puppy had been brought in, had been hit by a car, and thankfully had not been killed. But the lower jaw had been broken on both sides, and you could move the jaw back and forth. And the vet down at the city shelter said, look, if we don't get a rescue, she's got to be euthanized because she's in, in, in trouble. Eat, you know? No, no. And, and anyway, long story short, no vet here in Waco could even attempt the surgery. So she had to go to Dr. Cahill in Copper's Cove, an orthopedic specialist. But the power of social media, because we cannot afford to spend that kind of money on one animal. Thousands of dollars. It was five, it was five thousand dollars. But we put it on social media and a wonderful lady saw it on social media and actually went out there and wrote a check. Oh my. So we were so grateful. So did she take the animal? Yes, she oh, did. She has her, at, her puppy at, now. At, after after sugar was healed. Uh-huh. Because it took it took several months. And I'm one sure. of our one of our board members, um, we had a couple of veterinarians on our board. And one of our board member vets um, fostered Sugar until she was medically released. And then the lady who had underwritten her surgery <laughs> came out and, and adopted her. And I, I think you know, her name is actually Betsy. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, my I goodness. Say, I bet, the, I bet there, there's more than one. <laughs> I think there are several. <laughs> Fuzzy friends, adoptees, name, may name Betsy. Uh, we, we personally, we, we got a perfectly gorgeous chinchilla Persian. From uh, Fuzzy Friends, this was years ago, named her Foxy, but someone had abandoned her on the road. Don't You know, and that's the thing. You don't, some of them, you don't know the story. Some you do, you know, that it's someone that got elderly and couldn't take care of it or whatever. But they found this cat and she was declawed in the front and back. But she had been totally clipped. So you didn't, other than the shape of her head and this little poof at the end of her tail, I said, you know, that looks like a... That looks like a good cat. <laughs> and she she was just a beautiful, gorgeous chinchilla we had for many, many years before oh, she that's finally wonderful. passed away. But yeah, yeah. So uh, you do have cats. We th- always think of dogs with fuzzy friends. We but do, do have, have cats. cats, yes. And we, again, we, wonderful cats and, uh, of course, the domestic short hair, long hair. But we get these specialized breeds, like you were saying, your, your cat. But we've had Bengal leopard uh, kittens and cats. Really? Uh, yes, the first one was Cyrus, and he, the woman had paid. And that's three. legal to have. Well, they're <laughs> not. They're 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 domestic cats. Oh, okay, okay. They they look like the Bengal leopard, mm-hmm. but Just they're the markings. but the markings. But they are a a domestic domesticated okay, house cat. <laughs> but the woman paid three thousand dollars for him. Yeah. And she was older and couldn't take care of him. But we've had three of the Bengal leopards. We've had uh, Munchkins. 
Oh, they're so darling. We've had the munchkins, the rag dolls. Yeah. Uh, of course, a lot of Samis. Yeah. We, we just got an email, actually, the first of the week about a Scottish fold. Yes, the we ears have, flop yes, down. Now, oh, yeah. I'm not sure. I used we to t- go to cat shows, so I'm very, very knowledgeable uh, about yes. cats and breeds. And of course, the hairless are very. Oh, we've uh, had the hairless before mm-hmm. too. They're they're very much in demand because of allergies that people might exactly. have. Exactly. Well, now you so you do um, take like names of folks that may, maybe someone says you know I'm really looking for a, a miniature dachshund. Yes. And, and so you will contact folks that have let you know that they're interested in if you should come across that kind of a pet. Yes, we try to do that. I, mean, I have people who all the time, and I try to keep a list. Sometimes I forget, I have to admit it. But we do, um, I do keep people in mind if we get a particular breed. Right now we have, oh my goodness, not sure how long it's going to last. I never heard of this uh, designer dog He's a West Highland Dachshund. Oh, my goodness. He's half West Highland Terrier and half Dachshund. And he is two years old. His name is Benny. And his owner had to go or is going into an assisted living facility for health reasons and had to give him up. But she brought his stairs and his bed and his favorite right, toys. They're short. And I can't get uh, yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's adorable. Yeah, we How just, unusual. We just made him available on our website, so mm-hmm. people can see him on our website now. Yeah, little Benny. Well, so you you do take all kinds of breeds. Like you don't. You know, the, I know there are some rescues that just specialize maybe in greyhounds, or they specialize in certain breeds of of dogs or cats, even for that matter. Um, h- how does somebody go about? contacting you say they have a situation where an elderly relative needs to go into and that to a nursing facility and they can't keep taking care of their pet um i guess you have a screening process you don't just take everybody that brings it well because we are no kill when we're full we're full yeah so we can't we cannot save everybody that's the sad part but we save all those and take all those that we can so if someone has an animal they want to surrender then they go to our website and we have a surrender form that they must submit. We do ask for pictures for breed verification. We've learned what works and what doesn't work over the years because it really is based on several considerations. One is uh, available space as far as the size kennel we might have. If they have a large dog, but we only have like three small kennels, then we have no room for the large dogs. Mm-hmm. So we ask for pictures for breed verification, and then we will read the answers that they've given us, and then we'll make the determination if we think we can adopt that animal out. Then we will. Right. But, it, a lot will depend on whether you think this is something somebody. Right. You know, an yeah. example, um, say someone reaches out to us and they send, um, they want to surrender an 18 year old cat or an eight month old cat. We only have room for one cat. So who are you going to take? Yeah. Of course, the eight-month, though, because, number one, an 18-year-old cat would not thrive and do well in a shelter environment, and there aren't many people who'd want to to adopt an 18-year-old animal. Right. So, you know, that's that's the sad part of what we do, Ann. We just can't save them all, but we save a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm sure the, the whole reproduction thing is important, too. Do you require that they be spayed or neutered before they leave? Oh, definitely, yes. Yes, I mean, we want to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they are all spayed and neutered. They're microchipped, uh, fully vaccinated. 
we get a lot of dogs throughout the year, a lot from the city shelter and other shelters uh, that have heartworms. So oh. we will treat the dogs for heartworms, even our cost, because we get discounts from our vet partners. But even our cost is about $250 per animal to treat it. That's expensive. Mm-hmm. But uh, we really want to offer to the public healthy animals for adoption. And to the best of our knowledge, they are healthy when they go out. If there's an issue, like sometimes there's a thyroid issue with a cat, we'll tell the people, you know, Miss Kitty's been diagnosed with um, hyperthyroidism, but the drops on her ears, she'll be fine for the rest of her life and things like that. So we, to the best of our knowledge, tell the people what they're getting into. Mm-hmm. Now, I saw also on your website about a 2020 vision for Fuzzy Friends Rescue. You mentioned the, the eight acres. you got a great place. that It's on Airport Road, right? Is that right. the address? Yes. And um, so what, what are your plans for the future? Well, we really have a vision we would like in the next eight to 10 years, and here again, it just, you know, it all is contingent on donations and money and, and how well we do. But the good news is people are thinking about when they're doing their estate planning, they're leaving a little bit, like a piece of the pie, you know. Oh, I often see uh, in obituaries, you know, fuzzy uh, friends being yes, noted to, as. Yes, mm. leave, but, but estate planning, you know, annuities in your will, uh, you can leave just a little bit to your favorite charity. And I hope that Fuzzy Friends Rescue is one of those. But we do hope in the coming years, we would like to upgrade our building, expand and make it more state of the art for our needs. When the building was built, it was originally built as an office building, but we've made it work. We've made it work and we have great staff and and, uh, the animals are housed beautifully, healthy, safe, comfortable environment. But we do have plans for expansion and really doing some lovely things that are more suited to animal sheltering. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned volunteers. You can always take volunteers, right? What other ways can folks help you? Well, you were talking about events a minute ago. And we, uh, of course, last year with COVID, we couldn't have I any couldn't in have person. Anything no, I know. you know, I'm not a naive person. When this pandemic hit last March, it never dreamed, it never occurred to me, oh my goodness, we can't have any events. But now with the infection rate and herd immunity and vaccination, so we are having we're having a great event September the twenty fourth, our Pooches on Parade, our style show. Mm-hmm. So we need volunteers to help set up, to help actually we're gonna have like twenty eight canine models so we're going to need dog dressers we're going to need people uh, selling raffle tickets and all kinds of fun stuff but that is a great fun event we also and it's a great way too if you have children who need to get in their volunteer hours we uh, love to have the kids stuff the goodie bags and help set up decorating the tables and and stuff like that there's always something to do and even at it fuzzy friends rescue now that we're open to the public, you can go out there and walk a dog, throw the frisbee, go yeah. in there and play with the cats. Just play and with them. Yeah. Play with them. Keep them socialized. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and where will the uh, your um, fu- your fuzzy our friends style event, show your style is going show. to be? In fact, we're selling tickets now and sponsorships oh, and good, tables. Good. But the event is going to be at the base, the new building, the new venue, at the yeah. Extra Co Event Center on Bosky. Cool. Yeah. Yes. So right now we have. Oh, gee, with tickets and sponsorships. That's usually like a lunchtime It is. It's a lunchtime. It starts at 11 o'clock, 11 to 1.30. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be so much fun. 
but we have already sold about 750 tickets right now. <laughs> And we're going to cap it at probably a thousand. Yeah, I bet you make it. I bet. <laughs> I, I think well, we're going to make it. People are people are hungry to get out and go and do and and of course anything that Fussy Friends does or puts on is always quality and just an excellent. Well, event. and and this event is like no other charity event, right? Because it's all about the dogs. I tell people, even if even the men will enjoy it, I say, hey guys, if you like if you like dogs, you like to laugh and have fun and like good food. This is the event for you. <laughs> put, the, put this one on your calendar. Absolutely. So folks can go to your website, I guess, and yes. or your Facebook page well, to, to get tickets. Yes, they can. Either the website or Facebook. But our website's www.fessyfriendsrescue.com. They can get tickets or on social media. In fact, on our Facebook page, you can actually see some pictures from the event of 2018. Right. And they're really cute. We've got some great ladies who sew for us mm -hmm. we've got a couple of Baylor professors and one gets her students involved and another one she's the costume designer for Baylor theater really yes so I bet these are pretty elaborate poochie they are outfits. not like you see at PetSmart or Target <laughs> let me tell you they are over the top. <laughs> yeah. I remember putting swim trunks on Peanut, and I thought that was that was pretty pretty out there. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, this is really going to be. And our our be our theme this year is Alice in Wonderland. So oh, pause in Wonderland. How fun! So you'll see Alice going down the runway, and the Queen of Hearts, and the King of Hearts, and the Dormouse, and the Caterpillar, and <laughs> you know the Mad Hatter. Oh, it's going to be great! It is going to be great. Well, Betsy, it's wonderful. I like to end these visits, though, with a questionnaire. It's similar to the one the late, great James Lipton used on Inside the Actor's Studio. So just random questions. What is your favorite word? My favorite word? Uh, I think it's courage. Because I know for me personally, Anne, God put a calling on my heart. And I thank him for giving me the courage to answer the call. Yeah. Yeah. What is your least favorite word? Um, oh, my goodness. Well, well, maybe uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. For a fundraiser. <laughs> for, for many reasons. Exactly. <laughs> turns you on creatively spiritually or emotionally oh knowing knowing that i'm making a difference in the world in which i live we are all here to do god's work yeah. and god will speak to everyone's heart whether it's saving animals helping the elderly or the poor the homeless children God has will place a calling on your heart and will speak to you. And that gets me excited to know that at 41 years old, I found my niche because God did place that calling on my heart. Yeah. And we all have the ability to make the world a better place. Mm -hmm. You kind of already described that when you were telling me about some of the animals that you've placed over the years and what they've done, gone on to do. I mean, that that sort of describe that to me. Um, well, what turns you off creatively or spiritually or emotionally? Um, well, one thing that really turns me off is people not appreciating what they have, 
not being grateful and thankful for their blessings and not thanking God for being an American. I love my country. You know, and we could have been born anywhere in the world. There, there are things beyond our control. One is where we were born. And a lot of people want to come to America. And I have friends who've come to America. and They're glad to be here now. But just being grateful, that turns me really off when people are not appreciative of what they have. Because we're all blessed. And some more than others, but we are all blessed. So preach on. <laughs> you're you're, you're singing, singing to the choir over here with that. Um, what Speaking of singing, what sound do you love the most? Oh, my goodness. Well, <laughs> since I grew up in the 60s, I love, I love soul music, the four tops and the Motown. <laughs> I love uh, George Strait. I love the uh, country music. Um, uh, Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> I love, oh, you, yeah, wide, uh, wide Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh, yes, a oh, wide range. Yeah. I don't like rap <laughs> or heavy metal. Okay, well, then that adds up. What, what is your least favorite sound? Um, oh, I guess rap and heavy metal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What other profession would you have wanted to try? Oh, my goodness. Okay, I've thought about that. Um, if I had a do-over... Uh-huh. Probably marine biology. Interesting. Uh, yes, because I love I love uh, fish and and aquatic animals, dolphins. I have a heart for the whales. <laughs> I do. Yeah. And uh, being being, I would have studied and majored in something to do with with animals. Not being a veterinarian, I couldn't have handled that. But something uplifting to help the animals, and probably marine marine biology. Interesting. What do you know you would never have wanted to do? Oh, my goodness. Uh, never be a doctor. <laughs> okay, well, well, you said you wouldn't want no, to be that, a vet. Yeah. That, that would be hard, uh-huh. you know. I mean, I, I, I'm glad I have great doctors, but oh, yeah. that's a calling that, gee, I, I, I commend and admire the doctors because I don't have it in me to do it. Yeah, and you, you appreciate it probably on Absolutely. the level that, you know, a lot of people don't even. Yes, Finally, what do you want to hear God say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh, my goodness. Uh, good job, faithful servant. <laughs> you know? um, just that, well, that I, you, you had the courage to answer the call. You ran the, the course, ran the race, and finished. You know, uh, if I have time, I'll just quickly tell you, Ann, in the early years, we didn't have many employees because we didn't have that many financial supporters. Right. And uh, I'll never forget one Christmas afternoon, the employees had been there that morning, but then they were off to be with their families. But the animals had to be cared for. And I left my family about 5 o'clock and drove out to Fuzzy Friends Rescue to feed the animals who were there and check on them and give meds. And I was driving out there, and it was cold. It was a cold Christmas, dreary Christmas day. And I was thinking, I just can't keep doing this. I can't do it. I'm exhausted. I just can't do it. I don't want to do it. And I remember unlocking the front door and walking into Fuzzy Friends Rescue and truly locking eyes with this little animal, this little dog. And I'm like, I can do it. I'm doing it. So... 
You're going to get me crying. Now. God just, just gave <laughs> me the strength. The adrenaline began to flow. Seriously. Yeah. And I've never had that thought again. Really? Because God equipped me and gave me the strength. You're doing my work. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you this too. So many times people will tell me, oh, Betsy, what you're doing is wonderful. And I'm like, no, no, no. God gets the glory. He oh. picked the right old gal for the job. It's truly. <laughs> you are a delight, Betsy. Thank you so much. Again, Betsy Robinson, the founder of Fuzzy Friends Rescue. And again, how can folks uh, find more information? They can probably see any pets that are available for adoption. Oh, absolutely. All of our pets that are available are on our website. And also, we're now open to the public. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come out. <laughs> Come out. And we have a new system. All of our animals are on a big a TV screen, big TV in our lobby, and it will give you the name of the animal and a little description about the animal. So come on out and you might fall in love. Well, you won't regret it. I'm here today to say you will not regret it if you do. Thank you so much, Betsy. Thank you, Ann. Thanks for having me. Central Texas Living is part of the Rogue Media Network family. Be sure to check out their other shows at RogueMediaNetwork.com. Please rate us five stars on iTunes and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Join us again soon for more Central Texas Living, the podcast. Why am I here? I'm here to be your tour guide through Waco. I'm here to tell you all the goings on in and around Waco. I'm going to give you the 411 on what's happening, what's going on, and what events you should go to. This is your host, Debbie, signing off. Now that you know, go. Just go, Waco. Are you building a new business while managing a family? Are you tired of trying to balance home and work and everything seems to be coming up short? Then there's a podcast made just for you. Baking Your Business from Scratch is where we create the perfect recipe for building a successful business while managing your home and family with love. Come join us and see for yourself. This is has been a Rogue Media Podcast.